this is the in focus podcast from the hindu welcome to the in focus podcast i'm jayant shriram your host for today we are doing a quick explainer today on the political situation in nepal where over the weekend Prime Minister KP Oli recommended the dissolution of Parliament of Nepal and called for a general election. The decision was ratified by Nepal's president in an official announcement just hours later. Now, political pressure on Mr Oli has been building for a while, but this move still came as something of a surprise. It's highly irregular and very likely unconstitutional, and over the course of this episode, we'll discuss why he opted to do this. This is also a story that's still developing of course so we'll give you the latest on where things stand and of course what it means for India Diplomatic relations between Nepal and India have been challenging in recent times to say the least but dialogues were ongoing at fairly high levels at the time that Mr Oli's latest move threw the country into political turmoil So what's the future of these talks I'm discussing all of this with Kalol Bhattacharjee who covers these issues for the Hindu and is the best person to explain Nepal's complicated politics. Kalol, uh, welcome to the Hindus in Focus podcast. Thank you for making time for us today. Thanks, Jant. So, uh, there's a fresh round of political turmoil uh, with our neighbor Nepal, uh, and you have a piece in the paper today. Uh, it's headlined "What is behind PM Oli's move to call for snap polls," and we link to that along with the podcast, of course. But uh, Kalu, let's just start there. Um, you know, just give us the backstory to what's uh, to this latest uh, development. Well, uh, Mr. Oli is uh, first of all one has to recognize that he is a very strong-willed leader, and uh, Nepal is at a juncture in history where it's um, it, a strong leadership probably would have helped it. They had a you know election in two thousand seventeen, November, December, and Mr. Oli was sworn in in February. uh 2018 subsequently and he the parliament of nepal at present has a five years mandate and it's got two more years to go but mr oli because of his internal problems uh with his uh, other senior party colleagues like prachanda and madhav kumar nepal um charanath khalan and bamdev um and the rest of the elite of uh, the communist party of nepal um uh, that's that's the main reason primarily the internal problem that is the prime minister's inability to hold a frank and a uh, broad based dialogue with his in with his party colleagues is behind the breakdown of uh, trust inside the party that's number 1 and the number 2 is of course the structural matter that nepal is also an inherently um the structure of nepal is also dealing with um, certain certain ambiguities uh, number one it's a communist system and then at the same time it's also a parliamentarian system so mr oli has tried to handle the parliamentarian system and the and the uh, so called uh, politburo system which in nepal is known as the standing committee system um and he has been unable to handle the pressure from his party colleagues who have been asking him to share power now um prachanda and oli they had almost uh, 12 to 15 meetings um you know uh, in the band among themselves but then it has not worked out and mr oli has not surrendered his uh, his hold over a large section of the party uh, whereas uh, mr prachanda had asked him to have a greater transparency in the government decision making 
Um, uh, but it's almost like a tough war where Mr. Oli has refused to cede uh, territory to Mr. Prachanda. And at a certain point when he lost actually uh, the, the majority in the parliamentary party, um, and which actually makes him vulnerable for to a no confidence motion, which was being um, you know moved by certain members of his party. He has moved first, and he has uh, called for dissolution of the parliament. But the fact is, the part this particular move is unconstitutional because the constitution doesn't have uh, such a provision. That makes him further vulnerable to judicial intervention. Uh, so the next we have to see, you know, whether the judiciary comes to his rescue or rescues the democracy of Nepal and uh, saves it as of now. Right. Uh, could you give us just a little bit more on the relationship between Mr. Oli and uh, uh, Prachanda um, and a little bit of the backstory about the alliance that kind of first brought them uh, together? Well, Mr. Oli and Mr. Prachanda are veterans of the um, communist movement of Nepal. Mr. Oli is a senior to Mr. Prachanda, but Mr. Prachanda right. is the more far brand of the two. He is the, the former guerrilla leader who has also a human rights um, um, you know, abuse record behind him for which he is often criticized. Mr. Oli, in comparison to Mr. Prachanda, is an intellectual. Mr. Oli is very well read. Um, he is known to be, um, you know, a highly sophisticated person in public life. At the same time, he is a very good, um, he, he's, he's got his pulse, um, he's got his fingers on the pulse of Nepalese youth. Uh, it's said that Mr. Oli understands the aspiring Nepalese society very well. Uh, whereas Mr. Prachanda is uh, part of the communist uh, sentiments that drives Nepal today. Um, so these two are quite uh, similar personalities, yet with vast uh, differences among themselves. And both of them are highly, highly ambitious. Mr. Prachanda was the first prime minister after the revolution. And then uh, Mr. Oli has uh, become the first prime minister after the constitution was promulgated in September 2015. Um, so overall, both of them have lots of legacy that uh, they, uh, they they perhaps will be leaving for the coming generation. At the same time, they also feel that this is their moment. Um, they had very tough, you know, they had very tough life under the king's uh, um, king's uh, government previous um, the the royalty uh, during which they were often in exile. They fought battles. Uh, Mr. Oli has the, his legacy for the Japa um, insurrection in 1970s. Um, so, and Mr. Prachanda had, of course, he was a communist guerrilla for uh, on more than more than a decade. Uh, so, both these persons are are interesting, and they have they are basically the main among the main cast of characters in Nepal today. So, the issue was when uh, Mr. Prachanda's party, that is, uh, Communist Party Center. Um, was being was um, fighting the election together with Mr. Oli's uh, CPNUML, um, and then they came to the conclusion that instead of the coalition, they would rather form a single party, which they formed in 2018. And after the party was formed, Mr. Prachanda brought his uh, the stalwarts of Mr. Prachanda's party were accommodated in the standing committee of the new party, that is um, the current NCP, Nepal Communist Party. And as the standing committee accommodated Mr. Prachanda's colleagues from the previous political party, Mr. Prachanda also acquired a great deal of power in the new setup, new party setup. That also gave him, um, you know, the, but then this agreement was that both of them will be sharing um, responsibilities in the party and they would be, they would be called the co-chair. Mr. Oli would be the prime minister as well as the co-chair and Mr. Prachanda would be the co-chair of the new political formation. 
And from the very beginning, there was almost an unwritten understanding that Mr. Woli will be the person governing, uh, will be looking at the government affairs. And Mr. Prachanda will naturally look after the, the party setup. But that did not happen because Mr. Oli has been flexing his muscles in, in party affairs. And Mr. Prachanda has been accusing Mr. Oli of uh, running a unilateral government without consulting anybody in the party. And uh, his main complaints were that uh, some of the major decisions of the government, like the, this year's appointment of the Minister of Finance, uh, was done without consulting the party colleagues in the standing committee. And Mr. Oli has a habit of not explaining his decisions to party colleagues, which many people take as an uh, insult to their, um, you know, despite being so senior that they are not being briefed and they are not being informed by the prime minister. Um, they find it uh, kind of uh, an aberration to the communist discipline uh, to which they want to hold their party. So this is uh, these differences have been growing over the past uh, three years. And uh, this year, particularly after... Uh, the two leaders came together for the sake of the country and they passed the map, uh, the new map of Nepal, uh, which claimed the Karapani territorial uh, territory of um, um, Pithoragad of India. Uh, after that, um, the really the understanding broke apart. And so that was the main sort of the outline of the, the, you know, the background of how these two um, powerful figures clashed. Right. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a, that's a, it's really well explained the uh, background to this whole problem. Um, and as you explain in your article, um, in, in the, in the more recent uh, past, recent, over the recent months, um, the, COVID, the handling of COVID-19 in Nepal has become a big factor and that has led to a lot of pressure being placed on Mr. Oli. Right. Um, so, you know, what, what's the story there? Well, Nepal was, uh, Nepal's um, economy, as you know, uh, depends on tourism. But right. this year, Nepal has has uh, Nepal's tourism completely is shattered because of the COVID nineteen issue, and the tourists are not coming. But despite that, the the, the economy has held, um, you know, itself together because of the fact that the remittances are pouring in, um, because uh, you know there are a lot of Nepalese who work abroad, and they naturally uh, have not stopped sending money because uh, there is a sentimental issue that people at home might, might be suffering, so they should be. Uh, they have been sending uh, remittances home. But having said that, uh, Nepal also has a very good uh, forex reserve for the moment. But these factors will not last Nepal forever. Um, the, the border trade with China is, is zero. Um, it's not working well because of the obvious reasons that China keeps on imposing these restrictions and Nepal, of course, has a lockdown um, off and on. And with with India, as you remember, in 2015 to 16, Nepal had a blockade uh, for almost five to six months. And this particular lockdown that Nepal has on the border right now is almost like a prolonged blockade of 2020, which is much worse uh, than the 2015 blockade. So that is also impacting the trade. So there is growing concern in Nepal that if um, if you know Nepal uh, fails to handle the the long term economy, because this uh, comfort zone is not going to last, it's going to it's going to disappear soon. So there is this anxiety about Nepal's immediate economic needs uh, that has been that the political elite has been trying to alert the prime minister about. Secondly, the uh, the COVID nineteen crisis for a small country like Nepal is a terrible blow. Um, it doesn't have that sort of a health structure, health infrastructure in place. 
And um, as you can imagine that Nepal's uh, COVID-19 fight back was mostly dependent on the aid that it has received from abroad. And uh, its its, uh, border infrastructure where many of its citizens were held for a prolonged period were absolutely ill-equipped to to handle uh, people who were returning home from countries like India, and countries like Bhutan, Bangladesh, and, to, and using the land border, they were stuck there for months. There were eruption of public uh, outrage that you know, the government was unable to help them. So there were many small disputes that did not hit the headlines abroad. But that naturally you know, um, stirred the pot in Nepal, that the government was unable to help the people, and not just the people who were falling sick, but also the people who had to be helped financially or had to be helped in some way or the other um, as they were returning home. So these factors also worked in. Secondly, there was also the talk about the corruption by the government, alleged corruption by the government in procurement of medical supplies. And the given the kind of government that Mr. Oli runs, he did not explain anything to anybody. And that also angered Mr. Prachanda very much, who wanted a, an honest explanation from the government about the, the medical supplies and pharmaceutical supplies and why uh, Mr. Oli has kept quiet on this, uh, despite being prodded by Mr. Prachanda. And uh, as you know, that uh, Nepal even now doesn't have a, an effective vaccine policy, uh, which is something that every country in the, in the world is looking forward to. And they, they believe that some of the valuable forex that the country is sitting on will be used for the vaccine. But there is no no um, clear outline of that. So the, the COVID-19 situation is really grim in Nepal. Um, because it's a small country, it doesn't have you know enormous resource base, and therefore um, it's a, it's it's causing a lot of anxiety for its political leadership. Right. So when you say they have no vaccine policy, you mean that they're not yet sure which vaccine they're going to procure and which they're going to give. Exactly. Yes. I mean, if you look at uh, Bangladesh, for example, Bangladesh has been mm-hmm. um, has been effectively you know engaging China, United States, Russia. Um, India, most importantly, and they have been holding the field trial, the, the the field trials of the Chinese vaccine um, for the Bangladeshi people. So, but in comparison to Bangladesh's uh, you know proactive you know position on the vaccine, Nepal has not done something like this. Nepal is still caught between whether the it should go for the Chinese vaccine or should it go for the Indian vaccine or any other vaccine. Um, you know, which is something that's basically rooted in its domestic politics, that it is not taking a decision because there is a lot of churning happening at the political level among the top leaders of the, Communist, of the Nepal Communist Party. And that is stopping it from taking the final decision, um, because there is also a geopolitical factor of the who, you know, if Nepal takes a vaccine of one country, the other country will be upset. Um, so... Right. Those little things are also putting a lot of pressure and it is not in a position to take this vital decision till now. Right. So, right. Uh, so the pressure has been building on Mr. Oli and he's taken this kind of drastic step of uh, calling for these elections. Uh, you mentioned that the move uh, might be unconstitutional. And uh, what are the kind of voices, what are the kind of inputs that you're getting from uh, from experts in Nepal? Uh, will the judiciary intervene in some way? Well, um, already there are, um, every day there are rich petitions uh, pouring in against the dissolution of parliament. And um, mm. it looks like that there is there is no um, gray area as far as the decision is concerned that um, the parliament can't be dissolved in these circumstances. And um, Mr. Oli obviously has um, has taken it all with the, with the judiciary. 
that he believes uh, there is a his he expects that sort of a help from his friends in the judiciary. Um, his uh, first friend is of course the president, uh, Mrs. Bidya Devi Bhandari, and uh, Bidya Devi right. Bhandari has immediately given her you know ratification to the decision that has also uh, sort of proved his hunch correct that he will get support from the top operation operatives of the government but having said that um, one doesn't know about the judiciary of nepal whether it will um, immediately ratify the government's decision and if it does then it will really um, come out as um, you know as a, as a negative move by the judiciary because it goes against the 2015 constitution for which nepal has fought for so long and hard so um, it is a complicated matter but as of today the decision that the oli and prachanda groups have taken uh, also tell us something that's going to happen in the immediate uh, you know coming few days um, that the party is almost divided in two clear lines and mr oli has already set up his own group a new central committee has been sworn in uh, which is allegiant to mr oli and um, that's the and the current foreign minister pradeep gyawali has been appointed as the spokesperson um, so mr oli is moving very fast perhaps he is um, either confident or 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 perhaps a bit uh, panicky for what may what what the future may hold for him um, and uh, mr prachanda is um, is is yet to declare what he will do next uh, but he's also putting his team together um, and um, if the if the prachanda group then convenes the central committee um in which they are in the majority uh, they may take disciplinary action and they can perhaps expel mr oli from the party and if that happens mr oli will immediately um you know declare the or rather you know revive his previous party that is uml and uh, then perhaps um, run the caretaker government till the elections are held but for all that to happen you need the judiciary's um, verdict to also come in um but this is going to take a few days i i suspect it will be at least um, 2 to 3 weeks before the whole drama will play out right yeah so you mentioned uh, the latest moves that is um so this is still developing right this is what this is today. Saying, uh, as of today as of today, today. Yeah. yeah all yes. right okay so of yeah. course yeah we'll, uh, we'll we're going to wait for that to develop uh, last question kalol uh, just um, you know we've been having quite a i mean india has been having quite a difficult time with nepal right. uh, over the past uh, couple of years um there had been some indications that there have been some you know fairly high level talks uh, just in the past couple of months yeah um and and some sort of dialogue process seemed to be ongoing um so you know what is what is how does india play this um how do they look at this uh, current uh, turmoil that's going on in nepal and what's the situation as regards the the dialogue that we're trying to establish well i mean the current situation i don't think um, india has uh, um any chance of reviving the the highest level dialogue that is the dialogue with the prime minister um mm-hmm. is you know because the, the the prime minister himself has has carried out a move which is similar to a coup so if you hold dialogue with mr oli tomorrow or a month later if he survives the domestic political turmoil that is uh, if, then you will be legitimizing mr oli's uh, um, actions so india will have to really weigh carefully its position on whether to go ahead with uh, dial- with holding dialogue with nepal or to wait till the elections are held or perhaps uh, see you know the the verdict of the judiciary which way the verdict of the judiciary be uh, ultimately if mr oli fails in this particular gamble that he has uh, taken um, then perhaps you know there will be a new set of political characters emerging overnight in the next few days 
um, like you know, if the judiciary declares him to be de- declares the dissolution of parliament to be an illegal move, uh, then uh, Prachanda and the rest of them will immediately come together. Already, the the Nepali Congress and the Janata Samajwadi Party and Mr. Prachanda's party have come together. They are also insisting that the Madhesi parties should also come together. Um, so, if they all, um, I mean, if all the Madhesi Madhesi units also join the movement. Then they will have uh, no sizable number in the parliament. They can perhaps um, pull it through. Um, but uh, India's position is very, very interesting because if India moves ahead with the talks at the highest level, because we have already initiated the foreign secretary level move, and naturally the next move would be holding the minister minister level talk. Because Mr. Pradeep Gyawali was expected to visit Delhi in December. Uh, 2020 but for some strange reason he didn't visit um, on, the, on 16th of december when he was expected in delhi in fact there was to be a public lecture that he pradeep gyawali was expected to deliver in delhi uh, but the visit didn't take place and just a day after that uh, you know we heard that there is rapid political changes in nepal and prime minister oli might do something and that's what happened ultimately so the minister level talks are on hold um and also you can't engage the highest political officers because of the uncertainties so the talks are pretty much frozen uh, from my point of view as of now unless of course you know india wants to send uh, some sort of a special envoy to nepal to assess the situation and then take a call about what to do next uh, and i just should have clarified for the benefit of our listeners um yeah. just before uh, mr oli's move and what's happened currently uh, the level of talks between india and nepal was at the foreign secretary level right Yes, um, the the Nepal had been demanding since the since the publication of the new Indian map in November twenty nineteen that India should hold foreign secretary level talks because there are lingering boundary issues, uh, territorial disputes right. uh, with India. So um, India was delaying it, and finally, you know, in November we had uh, the foreign secretary of India visit Nepal in twenty six and twenty seven. and that was the highest level talk in a, in the full year because there was a almost a freeze in relationship because of the kalapani dispute and immediately after that now we have this particular political uh, situation which is absolutely unexpected um so pretty much uh, the development the, the improvements that were that were achieved over the last 3 uh, and 1/2 months um and now again back to the freezer so i would say uh, you know india will have to really um assess the situation very carefully and then move right uh, kalu thank you for that clarification i think we'll end on that note uh, but of course we'll keep an eye on this issue and perhaps we'll uh, we'll have cause to return to it soon on this podcast um but thank you for joining us today and uh, explaining what's going on in nepal thank you so much jeff in focus will be back soon with analysis of the biggest news issues In the meantime, you can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and other platforms. Just search for In Focus by the Hindu. We'll see you soon.